Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. My name is Edgar Baer, and I am the youth director at St. Andrews, and it is a pleasure to be able to preach the Word of God today. Uh, some updates on the youth group. We just started back up this past Wednesday, and something that the youth group is doing is that we are reading the book, the Gospel of Mark, together as a youth. So we read one chapter a week, and then we'll come on Wednesdays, and we will say a sermon on it, and then we'll have a small group on it. And if you have a teenage child in your house, I would love for you as a parent to participate along with us, set some time up with your children to read the Gospel of Mark, the chapter uh, that we are in during that week. And it could be a Monday night, it could be a Sunday afternoon, it could be any day that is good for your family to read the gospel together, and I think it will help us to really understand and grasp uh, the word of the Lord. Something else that I didn't get to mention, uh, except on Christmas, was that the youth raised some funds. Uh, we raised some funds and to help people who are in need, and we were able to get eight chickens uh, one goat, $400 worth of school supplies that cost us $100. Uh, we gave funds to help sexually exploited girls. We bought three fruit trees, two soccer balls, clean water, we and we gave to a clean water fund. And this is something the youth group raised uh, for Christmas to give to people who are in need. All right, y'all. Our topic for today is... Being content in the Lord. Being content in the Lord. And our passage is from Philippians chapter 4, 11 through 13. So I'm going to go ahead and read uh, the passage. Philippians chapter 4, 11 through 13. And it says, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Amen. Okay. So, the passage for today talks about Paul saying that he... Learn to be content, whatever their circumstances. Now, I'm going to tell a story, guys. And uh, there is hope, there is redemption in this story. It's going to look a little bit bad at first, okay? So, when I was in my teens, my parents got divorced. And as much as, you know, you don't want to admit it, as a teenager, it does affect the children, you know. I hardened my heart to the situation. And even though... Christmas has already passed, because of this divorce and because of this story, uh, our Christmases were completely different, right? We didn't get to do a traditional Christmas like a lot of families do. And there was something missing in our family, right, because of this thing that happened. Fast forward 14 to 15 years later, some, sometime around that, Erica and I got married, and I remember being in her family's home and just this 
contentment, this peace that surpasses understanding, this joy that came from the Lord and being present with her family and getting to celebrate Christmas in a way that has been redeemed. We were at Erica's home, and the tradition now is we, we pray, we, we read some scripture, reflect on Jesus, we uh, have a nice meal together, and of course, we open presents. And I remember sitting there, uh, opening gifts and being with her family and drinking a hot drink and just being so content in God because God had redeemed something that was lost. And God really does bring this joy and this peace and this contentment that is different, that is novel, that is powerful. Okay, so we got that side. Oh, and I, I can't forget to say, now another thing that happened is that now when I go back to Houston to visit my family, another beautiful thing is that God has also uh, brought more redemption in that I get to spend time with my mother and my father even though uh, there was that divorce. God has allowed there to be forgiveness and community and I can spend time with family in peace. So I thank God for that. Um, okay, another side of the story is that, a different story, is something that I like to do is that on usually Thursdays and Fridays I wake up and either around 7 or 8 in the morning, I will get my beach chair, I'll put it in my car, and I'll drive to the ocean, and I'll take my hot drink with me, and then I'll go to the beach, I'll sit my drink down, and I will sit, stare, reflect, and pray to God. And I'll sit about 15 minutes, I'll pray, and I'll drink, and then I will get up, and I'll walk over, and still pray, and then I'll come back, and I'll sit down, and then I'll reflect some more, and and then I'll read some scripture and, and take some notes down and get ready for, for the day. And I find this time to be so valuable. It is a great time for me to really think about life, reflect on God, give my thoughts over to God, prepare myself for the day. And it's such a powerful time. And it doesn't have to be at the beach. I actually do this every day, and I can do it on the couch, I do it on, next to my bed, uh, I do it with Erica when there's some need, we'll pray together. I like to spend time with the Lord, and this really does bring about a peace that surpasses understanding. Look, let's be honest here, the times that we've been living in are not easy, right, or haven't been easy in many ways. All sorts of complications and what I like to do is when these issues arise, whether it's this year, whether it was last year, I take them before God. And I ask God, and there's this peace that God brings about, this help that God brings about as we seek Him, as we learn from Him, as we take things to our Lord Jesus Christ. God does something wonderful and something great. And as a pastor, we see this often, right? As a youth director, we see this often. People experience loss, people experience grief, people experience relationship issues, 
all sorts of things. And in these most difficult times that people experience, when people take their struggles before the Lord, I have seen many times where there's this peace that surpasses understanding, a peace that comes from God that is only explainable through God. And when I say surpasses understanding, this is what I mean. I mean, it's, it's something that cannot be understood through the materialistic, secular world. There is this peace that comes from God that is understood by, this is something that God is doing, y'all. Because everything else should point to insecurity, anxiety, hurt, shame, whatever it may be. But God really does provide this contentment, this peace, this self-sufficiency, the satisfaction that comes through Christ. And, you know, if, if you don't believe me, you know, I, maybe ask yourself, have you felt this peace? Remind yourself of how God has been present in those times. Or ask somebody you know who is a Christian. And we will be surprised how many people have felt this sense of contentment that comes from the Lord, the sense of peace that surpasses understanding in all sorts of moments. Okay, with that said, I want to do a little exercise with us. I'm going to talk about uh, the story of Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis. Now, in the book of Genesis, right, the context is that God created the heavens and the earth, and then he created humans, and then God put the humans in the Garden of Eden. And here's what I want us to do, okay? This is a little exercise. Think about the very first thing that comes to mind when I read this part of the passage, okay? Think about the first thing that comes to mind when I read this part of the passage. And it says, the Lord says, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. What is the first thing that came to mind? For me, it was, well, you know, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Some of us thought about that. And the question is, why is it that we go to the prohibition first? Why do we go to the great prohibition? Instead of focusing on all these things that God has given us, we go straight to what we can't do instead of all the things we can do. Why do we do that? Well, let's be honest here. I probably set you up for it because this is usually how we hear the story. This is what actually happens in the next verse. You know, there's a prohibition. But at the same time, let's be honest, a lot of us too, we tend to forget and reflect on the good things that we already have every single day of our lives. We have been blessed with so much, yet we tend to forget that, and we think about everything that needs to be fixed, everything that needs to be done. We tend to forget all the good that God has done in our lives. But if I'm being honest too, though, you know, I, I don't want to take away from real pain, real struggles that a lot of us are facing. Those are actual things, right? And when those things do arise, the Bible tells us by prayer and petition, present your request to God and the peace of God will transcend all understanding. So we got to present these things to God, 
Uh, we've got to give thanks to God, and God will help us in these difficult moments. But God has blessed us with a lot. And let's not forget of all the things we can do, all the things God has blessed us with. Okay, now going back to the passage, it says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Learn to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Paul can endure pain. He can endure need. He can endure suffering. He can endure hunger. He can endure being in plenty. He can endure being full because God gives him the strength to endure these things. God is the one who gives us the strength. Paul always brings all the things he has been gifted with back to God. The context of the passage is this, okay, y'all? The context of the passage is Paul is in prison. He has been persecuted many times for his faith. There is a church in Philippi who knows that Paul is in prison, so they send him a gift. They send him an offering, okay? Now, the things that Paul had endured and the things that God gives him the strength to endure are imprisonment, beatings. People said they were not going to eat until he died. People wanted, wanted him dead. But God gives him the strength. I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. God gives him the strength to endure. Okay? And so, you know, Paul always brings it back to Jesus, okay? So it's like this, right? Maybe it's your birthday uh, and you want a great gift, right? So it's your birthday, people give you a, Christmas, a birthday gift and you love it, right? You're so thankful. But we recognize that this gift is not the ultimate joy in our lives. We're going to use it, we're going to be thankful for it, it's a great gift, but we recognize that this gift is not the ultimate joy in our lives. And this is what's happening in the passage, right? These Philippians give Paul a gift. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you have no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need. So he's saying, I'm happy that you guys gave me this gift. But let me tell you something. Although this gift is great, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. He's trying to teach a lesson here. These gifts that we get, all these things that we get, they mean nothing without Christ. Christ is from whom all things come. We always got to bring it back to Christ. He is the one who gives us strength. He is the one who gives us peace. He is the one who gives us salvation. It is in him that we can endure. This is not a lazy, I am content. I'm just going to sit back. This is a, yo, I'm going to keep going. I'm in prison. I'm going to keep striving for the gospel. I'm going to keep striving for God because God is the one who's given me strength and I can endure and I can live on through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Okay, so 
Then Paul says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. In the United States, right, a lot of our needs are spiritual needs, needs that have to do with family, uh, needs that have to do with prayers that are being unanswered. Right? We have needs at this very moment. So we seek God. And God can give us a peace and contentment that helps us move forward in these times. And there's also plenty. We have lots of things. You know, we are, compared to almost all of human history, we are very, very wealthy. Right? We have access to clean water. We have food everywhere. Right? We have ways to drive miles uh, very quickly. We can fly. There's so many things we have. Compared to almost all of human history, we live better than kings because there's not constant war. People aren't always dying from childbirth. We live pretty good. But there's also need, right? And in both situations, we take it before God, and God gives us the strength to endure. And he allows us to be content and to have a peace that surpasses understanding. And then Paul also says, he says, I learned a secret of being content in any and every situation. Any and every situation, we take it before God. Whether well-fed, we know what it's like to be well-fed. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving days, Christmas days, a good day at a restaurant, or being hungry. Guys, we here, a lot of us don't really know true hunger, right? There's a lot of places where there is zero access to clean water. So you drink dirty water. There are a lot of places where people don't know where their next meal is going to come from. There are places where people don't give out meals to help people in need. Right? But we know what it's like to have certain needs. And in all these things, God is the one who gives us strength. So, I'm actually going to read a little something that I wrote down to kind of contextualize this passage for us. The idea of being content and being at peace in the Lord. So here's what I wrote down, okay? I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is like to feel alone and to feel loved. To see my family and to fear for their safety. To feel anxious and to feel at peace. I know what it is to have a lot and still feel empty. I know what it feels like to be insecure and to feel appreciated. Yet I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether at home or in school or at work. I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. This is just a little something I wrote to kind of contextualize the message for us. There are needs that we need met, and there are things that we have been blessed with. And in all these things, we take it to Christ because Christ is the one who is the first. He is the creator. And we recognize that all good things come from God, the one who gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. All right, guys, the last thing I want to do is, you know, the church... Uh, last fall, or yeah, a few months ago, we talked about 
prayer. And Peter mentioned the prayer of examine a few times. And I know that he's been doing the prayer of examine, practicing it. And I know that I've been practicing the prayer of examine. So what I want to do as a church community is I actually want to spend some time practicing the prayer of examine. Now, what is the prayer of examine? I will explain it, but basically it's this, a type of prayer that has been going on for centuries, and there's different ways of doing it, right? People have modified it to their needs, and there's different ways of doing it. But basically, the idea is we come before God in prayer. We go through our day in prayer. We thank God for everything. We see God in our day, and then where we have made mistakes, we seek forgiveness. And then at the end, we ask God to help us uh, for the current day, to live out the current day as he wants us to live it out, or for the next day. You can do this at night, you can do this in the morning, you can do it any time of the day, we're going to do it here. Now, if you don't understand what's going on, I'm going to guide us, okay? So don't be too worried. Uh, I will tell you what to do. We're going to pray together right now, and I'm going to guide us. I'm going to give us some time. It's going to take about five minutes or so. We're going to spend some time in prayer, okay? So for those of you at home, make yourself comfortable. We're about to pray to the Lord, okay? So the first part is going to be, and I'm going to guide you, so I'll tell you what's going on. First part is going to be, I'm going to say a prayer to really get us closer to God, to put us in the moment with God. And then after that, I'm going to guide you through, okay, you're going to think about Saturday, not Sunday, because the day isn't done yet. We're going to think about the day before, and this is one of the things we, we tend to forget what even happened the last day, what we ate from you. So go through the details of what God had done for you in the previous day. See God in those moments. Think about those conversations. Think about the gas that you have in your car and how you drove to work or how you drove to whatever place you went to, how you got to spend time with your family, how you got a meal that, whatever, you know. So think about those things, okay? So I'm going to guide us in that. And so you're going to think about that. You're going to thank God for for your day, and then wherever you saw a mistake, seek forgiveness. And then uh, I'm going to guide us, and I'm going to say, okay, think about this day, what, how you can be guided by God. Think about, in, what of, in light of what you have learned, pray to live more like Christ in the following day. And I'm going to give us a minute for that, okay? So I'm going to, and then I'm going to finish in prayer. So let's, uh, let's close our eyes, everyone. Let's close our eyes. Now, to, to really help us, I'm going to ask us to take deep breaths, okay? Take a deep breath. Count to seven. And breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. Okay, keep doing that. And now think back to Saturday. Think about all that you did and thank God for all that he has blessed you with. And then where you made mistakes, seek forgiveness. I'm going to give you guys about two minutes to do that.
Okay. In light of what you have learned, uh, we're going to pray to be more like Christ in the following day to come. So I'm going to give you about a minute to really think about this day and where we can be more like Christ as we live out the rest of our day. Let's pray. Okay, now I'm going to finish in prayer. God, thank you so much for all that you have blessed us with. You have given us food. You have given us family. You have given us ways to communicate. Uh, you have given us a church and a home. And I pray, God, that as we move forward, you can give us things to be content about. You can give us that sense of peace that surpasses understanding. You can give us that joy. That and You can give us the strength to move on in the face of persecution, in the face of struggles, in the face of any difficulties that may arise. Lord God, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.